You're recording, right? I'm recording. Okay. I think. Now that you asked, I might have to double check. Yes. Definitely right. recording. This week on the Media Virus Podcast, 2023 hide-and-seek finalist Danilo Cavalcante found and tagged in Pennsylvania this morning. Coast Guard arrests man attempting to cross the Atlantic Ocean in a giant inflatable hamster wheel. No word on whether or not he drives a Kia Soul. In a shocking revelation for HR, res- res- resumes that list they-them as preferred pronouns are more likely to be overlooked, you know, by accident. All this, more news, the infection team will chat about shit, stuff, and things, just the tips number 56, and whatever else we come up with on this, the 149th episode of the Media Virus Podcast. It's the Media Virus Podcast. Let's point and laugh at the world burning around us with executive producer... Mike Latouris. We're going to start over. BBC correspondent Stanley McFadden. Makes me tingly in an unfamiliar way. Grease Monkey Pete. Damn, Big Daddy. Here's the thing about the Media Virus Podcast. It's really well done. And now, spreading the sage nihilism of an aged Gen Xer, your host and mine, the star of our show, the incomparable Maddie. Rock Death! <laughs> Hot damn, do we have a show for you people this week. I am Matty Rock Death, the Matty's of all Rock Deaths, and proof positive that anyone can have a podcast. Speaking of, welcome to the Media Virus Podcast. Please like, subscribe, follow, and share. Uh, as always, I want to take a minute and thank all of our new subscribers. Uh, whether it's on YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or if you're just checking us out on themediavirus.com, uh, thank you. Thank you. And as always, you can give us a call at 646-VIRUS-01. That is 646-VIRUS-01. You might make it on the show. Who knows? It Nobody is a really, possibility. Uh, no one can tell, you know. Um, I mean, yeah, no, we know. It's. <laughs> I know probably, I, I've probably I tell a lot of... Uh, stories about growing up in the Poconos and, and how terrible my childhood was. Right. But, uh, you know, when we were like 14, 15 years old, all that white privilege you had to deal with. Yeah. It was terrible. Um, cause it was an enclosed community. Like some of our parents would just let our, let us like drive the cars around. Right. You know, so we're driving. <laughs> I was riding around in my friend's, my friend's automobile. Now we're kids. We're, you know, we're 15, something like that. Yeah. And, he had he had to get something from his mom, like money or some shit. I forget. And his mom was at a friend's house, and we pull up, and it's a, they're having this big. It's a party. It's re- reason his, his her mom his mom was there. Right. And uh, we're sitting there, and uh, waiting, and these little kids come up to us. Right. Right. And they're wired, like they're <laughs> bouncing, like they're having such a good time. And they said. Will you, will you play hide and seek with us? <laughs> and, and it was like, and we, yeah. me and Dave looked at each other and went, yeah, go hide. <laughs> we'll find you. 
<laughs> Dave's mom comes out, gives him the money or whatever it was. I, I completely forget what the object, you know, was. He drove and away. And we left. <laughs> as far as you know, those kids are still hiding. Dude, we got lectured. We got reamed oh. the fuck out. Because <laughs> those kids went deep into the fucking woods. Oh, geez. That's because, great. And hid. That's Just awesome. hid. <laughs> and they were looking till till it got dark, and then the kids came back, and they were heartbroken. <laughs> and they found out. You are an evil, evil man. Oh. Yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> and that's the, you know, um, and the reason I was thinking about that today was uh, <laughs> this 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 dude, had, if he was not Brazilian, I'd be like, maybe this is the kid I fucked with <laughs> like 20 years ago. <laughs> and he just he just knew how to do it. but Mike's got more on the story in breaking news after a 14 day manhunt escaped prisoner Danilo Cavalcante has been captured I'm Professor Mike Latouris here with the details a tactical team comprising Pennsylvania State Police and U.S. Customs and Border Patrol successfully closed in on Cavalcante in a wooded area of South Coventry Township in Chester County earlier today the capture marked marked the end of a two-week manhunt for Cavalcante, a convicted killer who escaped from Chester County Prison at the end of August. Did you guys see the um, the press conference? I did. I haven't seen the press conference. No. I there's did a not. Press, there's a, there's, and I saw it on TikTok, and it was one of the... TikTok fucks with me. <laughs> so... Do tell. I, I went to go looking for the video. Right. Which I, had, I could not find. When I, after I saw this TikTok, and then when I went back to TikTok, it disappeared. Well, of course it did. It's TikTok. But somebody asked the question: Was there any fear that he was going to get team up with another short person and <laughs> slither into a raincoat, little rascal style? <laughs> <laughs> and the person, the, movie and the person, and the person giving the interview just said, "No." <laughs> I mean, what else can you say? It was fucking terrific. <laughs> no, no. Like as it, like if it were any other question, like there was no, 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 no fear at all. Thanks. <laughs> I'm sorry to interrupt you there, Mike. Go ahead. Oh, I'm glad you did. That was a good laugh. <laughs> Armed with a tw- stolen 22 caliber rifle, Cavalcante attempted to evade the tactical units closing in on him. However, a canine unit ultimately subdued him, leading to his capture. Dude, this guy was so fucking nimble. They needed a dog. They needed they needed that dog. And it was a Belgian Malinois. Oh, those things are. I was having a conversation. I was just having a conversation in this very room with uh, Rob Boss. Okay. And uh, he recently had to put his 160 pound Cane Corso or Cane Corso. Yeah, Cane. King Corso. Yeah, he calls it a King. He always yeah. called it a King Corso. I've heard it pronounced kind of Corso. Okay. Uh, had bone cancer. He had to put it down. Oh, that's a shame. This was a little while ago. You know. Right. Not that that negates yeah. the pain of losing a fucking dog. But he recently got a dog. Um, it's an English bulldog. Okay. Right. And uh, we were we got on the topic of how they're in a they're they're an abomination. Uh huh. They're literally in a, they're a, they're a front to God. Yep. 
you know, and they have so many health problems and all this, but he, he named it Mr. Beefy. <laughs> but he still has, but he, he, but he still has his female Connie Corso. Oh God. Right. <laughs> no, no, there's no, just kind of saying, he still has, he still has a big dog, just right. not as big as oh, yeah. this, this bear. He had a fucking bear. This thing yeah, was a fucking, they're enormous. It was enormous. And, uh, and she's no punk bitch. Like the no, the no, female they, is no. They go you know, seventy pounds. Easy. She might be over that. No. I, oh, you know. mean the female kind of corso? Yeah. Oh yeah, they go. They can go hundred pounds. Um. So he got this puppy, Mister Beef. Right. And, and but that just got us on. Beef will go I seventy started, pounds. And we were talking about lifespans of these dogs. Uh huh. And I started talking about my dog, which is part Great Dane, which is known as the Heartbreaker breed because they they die early. Seven to eight years. Yeah. And part uh, Australian cattle dog, and which is the, the longest living dog. Yeah, they're known to live forever, like 15, 15 yeah. years or, yeah. or longer. Yeah, on average, on average, fifteen years on average. So it's like it's a crapshoot. Yeah, you know, it's a it's 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 a crapshoot. And but anyway, we we're talking about just dogs in general. Yeah, and uh, he was t- he got on. He used to be a police officer in a different different state, and um, he. I brought up Belgian Malinois. He's like, dude, those things are fucking nuts. Yep. He's like, when they let those things out, you don't want to be anywhere in the, you don't want to be anywhere in the vicinity. All drive. But, yeah. All drive. <laughs> those... Ever, ever see a, uh, a canine presentation by the, uh, by the police? Yeah. The, the, the really them. aggressive ones are the, are the yeah. Belgian my buddy, yeah. my buddy, Danny, he's a canine officer. He actually has, he's had two dogs so far. There's oh, yeah. what are they do? I yeah. want to get a retired I want to get a retired drug sniffing dog. <laughs> <laughs> Have some fun with that. Yeah. Well, so he can just tell me who the cool people are to hang out with. <laughs> I threatened yeah. to I threatened to do that with a with a dog. Train him to <laughs> train him to find weed. That's can, can you just go to the airport and like have some fun? Well, <laughs> well no, I mean you, you go and you, you know, you walk into a place with your dog. You're like, okay, who's holding buddy? Who's holding? <laughs> <laughs> he goes, pets him. <laughs> um, all right. We'll continue. The story. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> the dog. Yeah. <laughs> Images from chopper three showed a group of law enforcement personnel surrounding Cavalcante in a wooded area. He was wearing an Eagles hooded sweatshirt at the time of his capture. He stole that. He found that on a clothesline or he beat somebody up. <laughs> Cavalcante's escape had put Chester County on edge with numerous sightings reported throughout the manhunt. The public had been urged to remain vigilant and provide tips to aid in his capture. No shots were fired during the capture and no injuries were reported. Pennsylvania Governor Josh Shapiro commented the uh, law enforcement professionals involved and expressed gratitude to the public for their assistance. Among the first to be notified about Cavalcante's capture were the family of Deborah Brandau, the victim of Cavalcante's previous crime, who had been living in fear during his escape. Cavalcante had been serving a life sentence without parole for fatally stabbing Brandau in 2021. Well, Brandau's sister. Anyway, Cavalcante's prison escape was not the first in pen- the first in Pennsylvania this year, but his capture brings a sense of relief to the community. Stay tuned for more updates on this developing story. I don't know um, if this would help 
but maybe like a roof between those two brick structures. Maybe, yeah. Would prevent because somebody did it. Yeah. Got out and they caught him yeah, and yeah. installed barbed wire. Right. Yeah. Last time the guy got out, he was only out for like 20 minutes or something like that. They really need to grease the tiles. That's an idea. Make it real smooth. Make it a water feature. Well, no, grease them. Put real grease yeah. on it. That way, if anybody tries it, you know, like if they make it, they kind of earned it. I feel, I feel like if you go through that, I mean, go through that, and then the, you know, the barbed wire, like you, you kind of, you kind of earned it. Like, go get yourself a burger. Are we gonna make this like a like like Ninja Warrior for for inmates? Why not? Now, if you can get past this obstacle, if you can avoid <laughs> fatal injury, without dude. Yeah. How great would it be if they enacted Death Race? You guys ever see that movie? Oh yeah, I don't think Death so. Race is fucking fantastic. <laughs> Beautiful movie. Every like they all drive these cars and try to kill each the, other. The original or the or the reboots? Well, I saw the one with Jason Statham. Okay, that's the reboot. All right, I don't or well reboot or remake, whatever you yeah. want to call it. But you're t- no one you're in Hollywood has had a fucking new idea in thirty fucking years. No, they haven't. I know. Yeah. It's, it's, not, not the only thing Disney can do is fuck up their originals with these live actions. Dude, I watched the live action Little Mermaid. Yeah. How bad was it? It was fucking terrible. It was fucking terrible. The, the yellow fish wasn't even cute. Like, it was it was just fucking terrible. Like, the effects were cool. Right. You know, not for nothing, but if I were King Neptune or the King of the Sea or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'd be asking my old lady a whole bunch of fucking questions because <laughs> they had it. They had a black mermaid. They had an Asian mermaid. They had a fucking Swedish mermaid. I'd be like, yo, and this dude, this dude looks every, like, every port in the storm. You know? Yeah. And this dude looked like, like a, like a Spaniard. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not necessarily Hispanic, but like a spat, like a darker Spaniard. There was like, there wasn't a Puerto Rican mermaid in the lot. Was there? <laughs> well, they didn't have any with big hoop earrings, no. Okay. And none of them carried any knives. <laughs> she didn't have a razor blade in her mouth. I'm pretty sure she wasn't Puerto Rican. That's right. <laughs> she didn't, didn't want to have, have one in the shell on her left kitty. You know. <laughs> none of them kept their money in their bra. <laughs> um, but uh, what were we talking about? Well, we had finished up talking about X to... Uh, the escaped prisoner uh, being caught. Um, but uh, I wanted to move on to the second story. Uh, in a bizarre maritime incident, Riza Bellucci's aud- audacious attempt to cross the Atlantic in a self-propelled giant hamster wheel made of buoys and wire <laughs> was thwarted by the U.S. Coast Guard. Why? Bell- Bellucci, who hails from Florida and had Belushi? been... Bellucci? Bellucci. No, not Bellucci. Right, Bellucci. Bel- Lucci. Okay. Sorry. Hails from Florida and had been granted asylum from Iran, embarked okay. on a unconventional voyage only to encounter trouble with authorities. The Coast Guard's encounter with Bellucci occurred about 70 nautical miles east of Tybee Island, Georgia, on August 26th. Bellucci claimed that he was headed to London, England, over 4,000 miles away. However, he could not produce a registration for his unique vessel which the Coast Guard deemed a hydropod. That was the fucking problem? That was the problem. <laughs> it was, there was no registration. It was, wasn't tagged. <laughs> couldn't, couldn't find a VIN number on that thing. 
That was the fucking problem. Is that it wasn't it wasn't under he was on not that he had was was trying to make a four thousand mile voyage through you know uh in chewing gum chewing gum and scotch tape billions of people. <laughs> that wasn't the issue. It's the issue is that craft was not tagged. After assessing the situation, See, the co- this is why this is fascism. People scream fascism all the fucking time. This is fascism. A man should be able to commit suicide the way he wants. <laughs> After assessing you know I mean? the situation, the Coast Guard concluded that Bellucci was undertaking a manifestly unsafe voyage. When officers attempted to approach Bellucci in a small boat to end his journey due to safety concerns, he threatened self-harm with a knife and wires in his hand. See, not for nothing. He was, he's suicidal. He wanted to die. And he's like, you know what? Maybe if I make it to London, I'll have the will to live. <laughs> it gets better. <laughs> That's it. Holy shit. Over the next day, Bellucci continued to resist the Coast Guard's efforts, displaying knives and we threatening them off for a day and and threatening oh, to shit. blow himself up along with his vessel. Eventually, on August 29th, the Coast Guard successfully removed Bellucci from his floating hamster wheel and brought him ashore in Miami Beach, where he was released on $250,000 bond. This wasn't Bellucci's first brush with the U.S. Coast Guard. He had previously attempted similar voyages in homemade vessels in 2014, 2016, and 2021, all of which resulted in the Coast Guard intervention. Okay. Bellucci's unorthodox journeys and methods have made headlines before. He had previously attempted to run across the United States twice, earning comparisons to the fictional character Forrest Gump. He tried to or he did? Said he tried. He also tried to travel from Florida to Bermuda in a homemade floating bubble. Despite these setbacks and, inter- <laughs> and interventions, Bellucci remains determined to pursue his dreams, as he has expressed. Dream no coming after you. You must follow your dream. We got to talk to this fucking dude. <laughs> wow. We got to hunt this fucking guy down. Fantastic. Side note. Side note. When, when, when you guys first saw his, his craft, I didn't see his crap. Oh, the, the picture, the picture in the article. I, I'm, Mike, not I'm sure you did. Uh, can you pull it up, Mike? Yeah, I'm, I'm getting it now. Uh, it, okay. This thing just I, I'm screamed. Just say it real quick. My first thought was, remember back that story about the, uh, the buoys with the saw blades in them? <laughs> yeah. I was like, did he take yeah, like, the Texas border and, and, and like wrap them around the ends? No, not quite. But like, I feel like that would have been, you know, a pretty good deterrent for the... the I don't know, man. Uh, that looks pretty safe to me. Yeah, I mean... Until you hit weather, you are going I mean, to be... Gonna, I, you are going I to be wet. I don't think it would sink. It would pop back up. You're going to be wet and... No, I'm not worried about it. that. I'm worried... It, he's He doesn't have any shelter. Dude, he doesn't need shelter. 4,000 miles on the open ocean. He might have a tent or something in there. You don't know. I mean... That's fantastic, though. But how do you pitch a tent in there, dude? It's gonna, I know. it's That's gonna true. roll. That's true. <laughs> how do you sleep? I, I, I guess you could put a hammock up. I feel like if you, if you, if you put the ends of like a hammock on some sort of bearing, yeah, in the middle of the circles on the end. See, I can engineer the, the, the f out of this thing. Yeah, I mean, uh, you, you can sleep in a, a hammock bearing on on the on the on the circles or the uh, the hoops on the ends. That way. You could sleep on the hammock and it would self-right itself as those things spun around. Like, so you could like, you could totally just chill out for a while and be like, you know, 
but there's no shelter is my concern because I feel like that would, that could be easily remedied by like, you know, some plastic wrap. <laughs> maybe, you, maybe you let the hammock wrap you up like a burrito. Uh, you know? Yeah, you could do that. You could like, you know, zip yourself in like, like a body bag. <laughs> I've seen plenty of people zip themselves out of them. You know, like zip yourself in. This is the bubble he ran yeah, the, to Bermuda in. And I don't, I don't want to take too long on this, but the other thing I, I thought is why, why isn't voting registration like, uh, like Texas speeding tickets, like where you can just whip out your wallet and be like, here, here's the 75 bucks for my registration, you know, and let me go. I, I don't know. Why can't you just yeah. register it right, th- right then and there? I, 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 I really, all it, all it would have taken would be like a piece of an actual boat on the thing. Right, Mike? Piece of you a think boat? like if you just put like a piece of an actual boat on it, like that had a number attached to it, you know, like go get a piece of the minnow. No, nah, you know, no, I don't. Just, like you know, tag it on there and be like, "See, I'm a boat." <laughs> no, I there, there's yeah. ways that you have to do it. You have to go to the Coast Guard. They have to All look right. it over, and they will assign you a number. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But the the next story directly directly affects Pete. Uh, in today's news, a recent report from Business.com highlights the challenges faced by non-binary job seekers during their job search. The report indicates that over 80% of non-binary individuals believe... Why, why you got to come at me like that, man? ...that identifying as non-binary could negatively impact their job search, while 51% feel their gender identity has had a negative effect on their workplace experience. Maybe it's just because you're a pain in the fucking ass. Oh, wait, no, Ryan McGonagall... The director of industry research at business.com emphasized the need for greater efforts in diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging in the workplace. McGonagall noted that despite the prioritization of the DEIB, diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging efforts by many companies in the past decade, decade, the reparation, the representation of non-binary individuals and other underrepresented groups in the workforce remains insufficient. This show and shared it, you would be easier to find. Stop it. Anyway, my name is Tommy. The report also conducted a phantom resume test to examine bias in hiring practices. Resumes with gender-neutral pronouns such as they, them, received 8% less interest and fewer interview invitations compared compared to identical (laughs) resumes without such pronouns. It's worth noting that over 64% of companies involved in the test claim to be equal opportunity employers, which raise concerns about compliance with anti-discrimination laws. Zelna McGee, Senior Director of Learning and Development at Centerfield Media, Business.com's holding company, <laughs> emphasized the importance of minimizing bias in hiring process and workplaces. She advised organizing organizations, she advised organizations to be intentional about reducing bias and recommended diversity interview panels to hold each other accountable. For non-binary individuals facing challenges in the workplace, McGee encouraged speaking out about their experiences and reaching out to the DEIB leaders within the organization. Or just fucking do your job. Uh, Or trusted colleagues for support. She also stressed the importance of company leaders taking proactive steps through employee education and fostering inclusive environments or everybody could just do their fucking job. 
This report sheds light. Of course, this report sheds light. They all shed light. Brings attention or is a warning on the ongoing need for greater inclusivity and equity in the workplace across the country. That's, I was reading uh, something today and I, I dropped it into the link list and I kind of wanted to, to tie it in that their researchers were horrified at some of the responses that they had gotten from a, a survey that talked about trans transgenderism and, and, and all this, all this other stuff. Okay. And it was something like out of 349 people, 50 of them identified as some kind of aircraft, <laughs> like an attack helicopter. <laughs> or, and then, you know, talking about disabilities and they said that being, you know, being transgender was a disability. Oh, is it? You can't, it's in the link list. I dropped it. I know I did. I'm, I'm going to look for it now. It's probably right at the bottom. Was, you I, don't say. I saw it today. Uh, this was. Yes. Here's the thing. And it's old white dudes still, still run the world. No matter how. No matter how. Um, you know. Uh, accepted and everything you want to be. There are people who are just going to overlook. I, I refuse to put my pronouns on my resume. Maybe that's been holding me back. But you can just assume them. That's okay. If you look at me and think I look like a chick, then call me she, her, you know, her, she. That's, that's fine. You're an idiot. <laughs> you know, but I mean, I'm obviously a dude, right? I'm six foot three. I'm three feet wide. You don't see a lot of that. And My country is run by communists was, was noted as a disability on somebody's application. Yes. Yeah. It's, and and like there, there, there's a, there's a, there's a transgender who worked at the, at the, uh, at the, the study who was, you know, this, this really hurt, hurt them. Why don't you just log the results? These people don't agree with what's going on. Mm -hmm. Why don't we just log? We don't have to call them fascists Yeah, because they don't want to pretend you're a chick. We don't have to, we can just go, all right, well, they don't, they don't like this, but no. There's a whole paper, but out of 349, 50 of them, 50, and they're horrified. And you mostly in the computers and engineering department. Holy fuck. Dudes who think logically. Mm -hmm. What a shock that dudes that think logically are going to fuck with you <laughs> when you want to, when you want to play pretend, because that's what they fucking do. Yeah. Isn't that, I mean, it's their entertainment. Right. And they have the right to identify as an asshole as much right as you do as a chick. Except they're really a fucking asshole. <laughs> it's not that fucking hard. People are not going to want to put up with your shit. They're not going to want to put up with your shit at work. They're not going to want to put up with your shit in a, in a blind survey. They're not going to want to put up with your fucking shit. It's that fucking simple. And you're just going to have to fucking deal with it. Don't call them fascists. Don't have them killed. Don't have them. Don't have their, their livelihood stripped away from them. No, no, they just don't agree with you. That's it. All right. Now that I've gone on my, uh, you're absolutely right. We're all just out here living in the middle, trying to get shit done while the left and the right. I don't want to hurt and turn us you know all what? around this, on each it, other. It boggles the fucking mind. You know what boggles my fucking mind? 
more than anything else, what boggles my mind is how the LGBTQ plus 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 community is not the most staunch Second Amendment uh, supporters. They should have the loudest voice and be saying, I want guns. Yes. Because if there's all this hate. You're, you if, want a gun. If, yeah. If you're you under attack, yourself. you should have a fucking gun. But that's not how it is, is it? So there's a problem. Something's wrong with the narratives. And it's that simple. Oh, at, at the end of the day, it's all just to get us twisted up and turned on one another. Right. So. You know how many people are going to be fucking angry at shit I say? A lot. A lot. Well, that's not true. M- maybe hear it to get angry m- maybe it. 12. <laughs> <laughs> Dozens of people. <laughs> dozen, dozen dozen of people. <laughs> dozen of people. <laughs> are going to get upset at the things that I say and you know what? I don't give a shit. Oh, real quick while we're while we're uh, getting ready to finish up, because I just saw we had a 10 minute warning. Um, I do want to about seven minutes. I want to sneak this in. Um, just because it's spectacular. And I have to share my screen. Was this fan? Mail? Hello there. Media virus podcast people. It took some doing to track you guys down. Maybe if some people listened to this show and shared it, you would be easier to find. Anyway, my name is Tommy, and I am trying to reach Grease Monkey Pete to let him know I have tested positive. He will know what I mean. Have a great day, and I hope someday people will listen to your show. Hello there, Media Virus Podcast Thanks, people. Definitely appreciate it. Took your, some uh, doing to track support. you guys down. And uh, we Maybe have to thank you. Maybe if some people listened to this Pete. Pete knows he tests positive. <laughs> yeah, I test. I, I I check all the boxes. Yeah, Pete's got Pete's got syphilis and we're sending him to North Korea. We I know we had this. I know we had this whole parade of uh, of a menagerie uh, of diseased animals to send over there. So what we did is we mated them all with Pete. So now Pete's a carrier of everything. So now we can just send him over. It's it's a lot easier. Yeah, only one we airfare. Heard, we did hear there's, that. No, Kim, there's no forms Kim to John fill out. Moon likes tall, bald guys. <laughs> Just my luck. <laughs> hey, man, you get the, get the most popular North Korean in all of North Korea. And don't say he's not, because he'll That's have right. you killed. <laughs> yeah, shit like that is fucking treason. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, just a quick reminder that this week's presentation, as usual, is brought to you by 30246 Voice, the My Sports Art Shop. And uh, you can check at, that out on redbubble.com and mysportsreports.com. And the Disruptive Minds podcast with our good friend, staff writer Bill, where he talks about entrepreneurial kind of stuff. And it's, it, and it's not that snooze, you really got to be an entrepreneur into it kind of stuff. It's it, Bill has interesting talks with with the guests that he has on bill's a really practical guy he's not he's not into that really heady management theory like you're, you're not gonna you're you're not gonna get sold a system on how to get rid on how to start a business no that's he not, just wants to know, talk shit about what what's going that's not on what he's putting out uh you know he he interviews people that he finds interesting you can even find an interview with me yeah you rock def on uh 
you know, on the podcast. So go, ch- go check that out. And we'll be back with our B block. And in the B block, uh, we're going to talk about some uh, shit and stuff and things. We might dig into a couple of more articles that we have. And um, we're going to be on a clock that time, too. So stay tuned. See if we can figure out how to keep our time right here on the Media Virus Podcast. And we're back on the C button. Son of a bitch.